Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Morals have ailments, just as bodies have diseases. And some of the diseases of the morals are more dangerous and have more severe effects than physical ailments. And there is no moral disease that afflicts with bitterness, ignites the fire of the heart, and diminishes one's status, like the affliction of the disease of hasad, envy. For it is a disgraceful disease that diminishes the iman faith of the one having it and causes them to live a life of misery. For the feelings that they find within themselves towards those whom Allah has bestowed a blessing from his bountiful favors and great bounties. And whoever is like this wastes their time while they are gazing longingly at what Allah Almighty has given some others to enjoy of the finery of this worldly life. So such a person strains their eyes in turning and watching, and occupies his heart in wishing that the blessings of others are removed. And if one occupies their eyes and heart with other than the obedience of Allah Almighty, they become scattered without a foundation and without support. And that is the clear loss. Envy is defined by specialists as a complex psychological feeling of longing for a blessing that others have while wishing for it to vanish out of jealousy that others have been singled out for that blessing. And often it is towards those around or close to the envier. Because it is specific to someone, together with the intention that the person will always be lower than them and not excel. And every malicious envier has shaitan as an example before the earth was established. For only envy prevented him from prostrating. And it was only envy that sent Adam and Eve down from heaven. And the example for the malicious envier after the establishment of the earth is one of the two sons of Adam. Allah Almighty said, When they both made an offering to Allah, and it was accepted from one of them but was not accepted from the other, Said the latter, I will surely kill you. Said the former, indeed, Allah only accepts from the righteous. For envy was the reason for the first disobedience of Allah in the heavens, and it is the reason for the first disobedience of Allah on the earth. Moreover, it is human nature to barely be free from envy, but the content suppress it, and seek Allah's help to rid themselves from it. But the discontent, unleash it to the point of wishing harm for the envied. And people vary between having a little of that and a lot of that. And the Prophet ﷺ said, There has come to you the disease of the nations before you, jealousy and hatred. For that reason Allah forbid envy. Allah Almighty said, And do not wish for that by which Allah has made some of you exceed others. And some of the righteous predecessors have explained hasid envy as coveting a bounty that Allah has given to someone else whereby that bounty moves from that person to them. And this is an objection to Allah's will, wisdom, and justice, Allah Almighty said. Or do they envy people for what Allah has given them of his bounty? And the envier's heart rages towards someone who has no sin in the view of the envier, other than that Allah bestowed them with a blessing from among his blessings that cannot be enumerated. Therefore, the intelligent person finds there is similarity between envy and fire, for envy devours good deeds just as fire devours wood.
and the envious consume themselves for what they find in themselves towards the envied. And the bottom line is that fire consumes itself if it does not find something to consume. And it is no wonder that through envy, Iblis was too arrogant to obey the command of Allah Almighty to prostrate. And envy made a brother kill his brother. And it was envy that led brothers to put their brother at the bottom of a well. And envy is what prevented Abu Jahl from belief in the Prophet wasallam, as was found in the well-known narrative reported by the commentators of the Qur'an. Al-Akhnas bin Shuraiq entered the house of Abu Jahl and said, O oh Abu Hakam, what do you think of what I heard from Muhammad? He replied, What did I hear? He, we competed with Abd al-Manaf clan for honor. They fed the poor and we fed the poor. They supported and we supported, and they gave and we gave, to the point we were on the same level like two racehorses running neck to neck. And they said, Among us is a prophet who received revelation from heaven. So when will we attain such an honor? By Allah, we shall never believe in him nor affirm him. So Abu al-Akhnas got up and left him. Whoever ponders upon Surah Yusuf, that great surah that takes the hearts of those reflecting upon it, finds the best narratives of the stages of scheming and plotting to divide between a father and his son, until the eyes gush with tears and the throats choke up with humility, empathetic with the victim of the deadly envy. And whoever truly reflects on the surah will find that envy blinds and deafens, for the envious do not limit their envy to tangible things alone. Rather, they go beyond that, for they envy a beautiful vision that someone sees in their sleep. For the envious do not have a limit for their envy at which they stop. Jacob said to his son Yusuf, peace be upon them, O oh, my son, do not relate your vision to your brothers or they will contrive against you a plan. Surprisingly, the envious only envy over worldly matters. Even if they envy a religious scholar or a righteous person, they envy them for their reputation and not for their knowledge or for their righteous deeds. For the envier through their envy only reaps a wanton heart and a degrading eye and an abusive tongue. And the envier wages a war of envy and does not know that it is a losing war because in reality they are not objecting to the one who is bestowed. Rather, they are objecting to the bestower most glorified. And whoever truly contemplates on this surah will see that the envy veils the heart from the ugliness of any crime that one may commit to realize their aim, even if it is with the closest of people to them. Rather, they may see their crime as a praiseworthy act without the least bit of fault, for when the brothers of Yusuf envied him, they thought of killing him or expelling him. Then their father's attention would only be for them alone, such that they would become the righteous. Kill, Joseph, kill Yusuf or cast him out to another land. The countenance that is the attention of your father will be only for you, and you will be after that a righteous people. And whoever contemplates this surah properly, will see that envy makes the envier reluctant to give the envy their proper description. So in their narrative of the brothers of Yusuf, they referred to him only by his name and not that he was their brother. So they used to say, kill Yusuf or cast him out to another land. And they used to say, Yusuf and his brother are more beloved to our father than we. And they used to say, O oh, our father, why do you not entrust us with Yusuf?
And since they did not envy their other brother, to the extent that they envied Yusuf, they used the term brother to refer to him, and they were not reluctant to do so. They said, O our father, measure has been denied to us, so send with us our brother that will be given measure, and indeed we will be his guardians. Envy is killing without a knife, and burning without fuel, and drowning without water. May Allah relieve us and you from its boiling and protect us from its evil. Say, I seek refuge in the Lord of daybreak, from the evil of that which he created, and from the evil of darkness when it settles, and from the evil of the blowers and knots, and from the evil of an envier when he envies. O people, know that envy and happiness can never be together in a person's heart, because the reason for happiness is being content with Allah Almighty. And envy is the enemy of contentment, for it is not surprising that the envied are like the sun, and only the blind wish it for it to be distinguished. And if the envier was able to prevent oxygen from reaching the envied, they would have prevented it. But envy is a fair disease. It doesn't it does to the enviers what they do to the envied. Sufficient for them is that from that is that they are saddened by the joy of others. And the outcome of envy is that there is no envier except that they will reap five punishments before their envy reaches the envied. They are the wrath of their Lord, grief that presses their hearts, an affliction for which they are not rewarded, a fault for which they are reproached, and the closing of the door of happiness in their faces. And although reprehensible envy is death, praiseworthy envy is life, because determination only bears fruit with praiseworthy envy, which is expressed through admiration for blessings that befall others, and one wishes the same or better without wishing for its removal from them. Herein lies the difference between the praiseworthy and the blameworthy envy, and no one succeeds in this except the one with a sound heart, in which there is no malice or envy, and that is the bounty of Allah. He gives it to whomever He wills, and Allah is the possessor of great bounty. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Envy is not allowed except in two cases. A man to whom Allah has given knowledge of the Qur'an, so he recites it during the hours of the night and during the hours of the day. And his neighbor hears him and says, I wish I had been given what has been given to so-and-so so that I might do what he does. And a man to whom Allah has given wealth, so he spends it on what is right. Whereupon another man says, I wish I had been given what so-and-so has been given, for then I would do what he does. We ask Allah Almighty to make our hearts sound and protect us from the envy of the enviers. Indeed, Allah is all hearing, answering. Hadha wa salatu salam wa rasulillah.